My name is Claudia Siebrecht and I'm a lecturer in modern European history at the University of Sussex. I'm talking about today about women's art and wartime grief in Germany, which is also the subject of my forthcoming book with Oxford University Press. In 1915, the artist Anche Foreman produced a lithograph depicting a bereaved mother and her two children by a soldier's grave. The image was published as a postcard during the war and this particular example was postmarked in August 1916 and sent as a greeting by a soldier on leave in Franconia to a befriended family. The text on the postcard tells us that it's an appeal for donations for the biggest German women's wartime trust, the Deutsche Frauendank, German Women's Gratitude, which was founded in July 1915 by leading representatives of the German women's movement. The trust was a deliberate public effort to express the loyalty of the female population to the German soldiers in the front lines. The name of the trust, Frauendank, women's gratitude, moreover, very clearly relates to an existing gendered moral economy of wartime sacrifice. This is mirrored, for example, in the language and rhetoric used um, by the trust. The appeal for the first round of donations, for example, stated that, quote, we all here suffer from the awareness that we live protected and invulnerable lives, while every day brings us new brings us news of new heroism and new sacrificial death. We all have the burning desire to express our holy pride of so much heroism and painful gratitude for sacrificial death in thousands and thousands in a matter that will outlast, outlast these difficult current times. It's reasserted the idea of a defensive war and a heroic death. It assured the loyalty of the women at home. And this rhetoric of endurance of and gratitude for men's wartime sacrifice stood alongside the practical aims of the trust and its schemes to alleviate some of the implications of wartime loss as it offered financial support for widows and veterans. An article published in one of the main women's journals during the war, once the initiative was launched, stated that the idea behind the foundation for the trust was at least partially inspired by the wish to offer sisterly support to those women who now needed assistance in bringing up their families, and also to ensure that their children received an education and had opportunities, which now the death of their father or his inability to uh, earn a living would have otherwise precluded. By uh, January 1917, the uh, Frauendank, the uh, trust, had collected close to 5 million marks, which it had distributed to the families of uh, veterans. It was thus a lasting and successful initiative that by addressing the material needs of bereaved families and wounded soldiers, somewhat balanced the uh, impact of wartime sacrifice. And importantly, in practice thus, and also in rhetoric, the um, Frauendank thus very much reasserted an ideal of male sacrifice in war. The supporters of the initiative do not openly express protest or demand an end to the conflict. They arguably actually ease the social tension and thus enable further sacrifice by actually taking care of the material consequences. 
So local branches of the Trust commissioned a number of postcards and posters to advertise the work of the, um, of the Trust. And as I said, they, they reassert really the notion of a defensive war and wartime sacrifice. However, there are a couple of those posters and postcards that actually present and express a much more complex and complicated and ambivalent view of war and wartime sacrifice. And this is what we can see in the image by Anche Foreman. It was designed on behalf of the Nuremberg branch of the um, Frauendank, and the drawing ostensibly shows the very apt motive of a widow and her two children by a soldier's grave. Yet its atmosphere, the dark colours and the actual contents bear little relation to the language of sacrifice and women's gratitude that ascribed uh, the Trust's foundation. Instead, the artist presents a more complex perspective on wartime loss by evoking the widow's loneliness and abandonment. It places an emphasis on grief rather than pride over death in war. The women's long black mourning gown, for example, is an important signifier of grief, which actually had become problematic in wartime society, as was seen not to communicate the emotional strength and patriotic pride that was expected. There are a couple of examples, for example, um, in, in soldiers' letters, where they actually asked their families not to wear black and not to um, uh, show any uh, evident sign of uh, bereavement in order to express uh, their uh, support and pride for wartime death. The artist that seems to have made the deliberate choice of cladding the woman in a morning gown to emphasize her status as a widow. Also, as you can see, the widow is facing the grave in front of her and the viewer only sees her back. Her face, as the most evident indicator for her emotional state, remains hidden. Again, this is meaningful as it could indicate a deliberate choice to avoid showing the expression of emotional pain over loss in a society that expected dignity and composure. By hiding the widow's face, the nature of her emotional state remains the subject of speculation. At the same time, it is also important that we actually do not see any uh, openly expressed feelings, so neither do we actually see pride. The artist depicted the woman pausing in front of the grave, possibly unwilling or unable to go home, and thereby alludes to the uncertain future of the now fatherless family. The scene is, of course, an imagined scenario, as the sole grave and landscape are largely unscarred from the war, bear actually little resemblance with the, war, with the soldiers' graves in and behind the front lines. The family's visit to the grave near the front in what would have been occupied or enemy territory would have been very unlikely, but in this case it actually adds to the emotional appeal of the image. It establishes direct connection between the dead soldier, his grave marked by a cross and by his helmet, in this case a German Pickelhaube, and uh, thus it shows a family united at the graveside. It's an important ritual for the bereaved to actually visit uh, the grave of a um, fallen uh, relation. And um, uh, we see also see that uh, this, the soldier had been given a Christian burial, which again was important for families as it offers, offered consolation to many. So actually here it is quite difficult to read pride or gratitude into the women's situation. 
her um, body language or her posture. The uh, design by Ante Forman thus is an example that suggests that actually art and uh, a, a visual um, culture possibly allowed more room for the expression of nuances, doubt and contradictions uh, regarding death and war than much of the rhetoric, some of the fiction of wartime publications. And women's wartime art thus represents an interesting interface between the expectations in society and behavioural codes that reasserted a long-standing tradition of respecting and honouring the war dead in a certain fashion, and on the other hand, a more private perspective on, on wartime death and feelings of tragedy and uh, distress over wartime loss. Importantly, it was not just the military and politicians who expected stoicism and endurance in face of wartime death. Also, female intellectuals and members of the women's movement, writers and academics are very involved in defining the wartime role model of a stern and proudly brave female mourner. It's it, it in a similar fashion as the rhetoric of the uh, trust. And it emphasizes that this was not a binary gender model that generated this idea, but actually a very powerful construct that also offered a level, level of consolation to a number of women with a compounded emotional conflict for others. So bereavement was absolutely central to the experience of war, it was an everyday experience in all belligerent societies in a war that cost the lives of over 10 million men. For civilians, the distress and trauma caused by loss was often compounded by the expectations of wartime society. The uh, customs and rituals mirrored mostly the celebrated tradition of battlefield death as heroic and meaningful. Families were to endure loss in war and take pride in wartime sacrifice. Emotions and the expression of grief thus became highly politicized in war. As uh, any uh, other display of emotions was potentially destabling for society, waging a total war that relied on the support of all its members. In war, that body language, emotions of distress and tears, all of which represent conventional responses to death, acquired new connotations. And these public and private tensions over the conduct of the bereaved actually were broader questions for all belligerent societies. So this dynamic, the tension between the public and the private, did not only exist in Germany, but was also relevant in uh, Britain and the Commonwealth, in France and Italy. But one of the most remarkable uh, testimonies to the experience of wartime loss ever was produced by German women artists between 1914 and 1918. And most of the images are very striking and evocative woodcuts, linocuts and lithographs of bereaved women wearing long, dark morning gowns whose facial expressions and body language and gestures indicate emotional distress. And this art offers a fascinating and unique insight into the existing social and moral pressures of a society at war that relied and expected the endurance of grief. German women's art was a medium in which a number of artists expressed women's actions and reactions and emotions and customs that did not conform with a wartime idea ideal of proud bereavement. Instead, these images depict the emotional distress of women in mourning 
and address the conflict resulting from the public expectations and private needs of the bereaved. It has got a cohesive body of work produced by around 40 women, including the most well-known German female artist of her generation, Käthe Kollwitz. And what is really striking in those images is the omnipresence of the female mourner. And so this is really central to the um, uh, art and de that they depict women in different stages of uh, bereavement and uh, emotional distress. And this is where this image by Ante Fuhrmann really has a place in that body of work. Well, and what we see in this body of um, work as well is a very new perspective on art as women portray themselves and their compatriots during the First World War. In previous conflicts, um, mostly what we see is um, uh, the work produced by male war artists um, and uh, battlefield observers. And uh, the women's art of the war is a very new phenomenon that also relates to the professionalization of uh, women's art in the decades before the war. Um, women's art also has a different focus um, different thematic focus than that produced by their male peers. As it sheds lights on the emotional responses to the war, in particular to the tensions emerging in the context of wartime loss. Um, importantly, this emotional conflict had a long-term impact on how German society viewed wartime death and sacrifice in war. And this art was part of a broader change in representations of death and war, as these were now inextricably linked to notions of civilian distress and trauma. 